Welcome to O's Corner with your host, Onyi. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to O's Corner. I'm your host, Onyi, and as always, I am in deep gratitude for the opportunity to first and foremost be alive and to experience this specific lifetime with all of you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your presence on this earth. Whether or not I have encountered you in any way, shape, or form, I am grateful to share this existence with you, and you have an impact. You may not see it, you may not ever know it, but you do. So thank you. I certainly don't take, or am learning to not take, this life for granted and everything and everyone that I have access to. And in the spirit of that, I'd like to already begin our practice of being in gratitude, thanking everything around us, everyone around us, for supporting us, for being a reflection of us, for co-creating with us. First and foremost, I thank and I acknowledge my higher self. I thank and I acknowledge your higher selves. I thank us all for making the choice to be here, to experience everything we're experiencing and to learn and grow, to teach and heal in all the ways that we came to teach and heal. Thank you. I acknowledge, I welcome, I thank my ancestors, your ancestors, our collective ancestors going back to the beginning of time, the ancestors of the lands that we occupy, our non-human ancestors, everything that came before us, that paved the way, that made a way for us to be here and to learn what we're learning. And may we pave the way for our future generations with integrity, with peace, with sweetness, so that they may just be what and who they are to their fullest. I thank and I honor the directions, east, west, north, south, above and below. May we move in the direction of our preference. And may we know that no matter what direction we move in, we are the path. We are each our own path. We are never not on our path. Our path is winding. And may we wind with surrender, with ease, and learning everything we can. I thank the elements and elementals. I thank and I acknowledge your presence outside of us, your energies within us. And may we know what and who we are through your reflections. I thank and I honor the beings in the plant mineral and animal kingdoms. Thank you for being who and what you are to your fullest. Being specialists at your nature, reminding us of our own natures, reminding us of our connection to nature. We are part of nature. Everything is nature. And may we always remember that connection and move from that understanding. I thank you. I'm just grateful to everything on earth, everything outside of earth, everything in the multiverse the universe, existence, existence, all connected, all one. We are the many, the many expressions of the all that is, that wishes to know itself through our individual expressions. And we return to one. We return to one. We return to one. And I thank you. Ashe. Ashe. So today is our third Friday of the month. And as such, the focus is on community either a community spotlight or just some message about community, communing, gathering. 
And what was coming through to discuss is the opportunity, the desire, the work of specific communities coming together, looking at communities that, for whatever reason, in present times or historically going as far back as we need to go back, looking at communities that have been in conflict, that have had challenges with each other, or that have experienced similar challenges with other communities, looking at our histories and the atrocities of situations and occurrences such as colonialism, as occupation, as enslavement, as internment, as genocide, looking at those experiences that have happened to specific groups of people, specific communities at the hands of other communities, looking at the participation of certain communities in the subjugation of other communities at the hands of a larger community, considering situations such as peoples being displaced, moved into territories that were occupied by an indigenous community and the effect that had and the conflict that it created between those two communities who now live side by side. Looking at communities that have lived side by side as separate communities, but then became grouped together in light of borders being drawn by foreigners, by colonizers. Looking at tensions between communities in light of the purposeful and strategic interference of another community, looking at wars between communities and groups of people over resources, looking at conflict between communities in light of either actual situations that occurred that caused outrage and caused the desire for revenge for retribution and so forth, whether these incidences either occurred or did not occur. Sometimes these incidences are fabricated for, again, the strategic purpose of creating conflict between those communities. And so many different scenarios that we have. You know, many of us come from lineages where there has been conflict with specific groups of people. And even though in modern times, there have been not necessarily any grievances between us and the descendants of those specific communities because of the historical conflict that being passed down in our energetic memory, our genetic memory, we maintain those beliefs and ideas to the detriment of our ability to actually come together. What if we made the decisions as the future generations, as the descendants of groups of people that were in conflict with each other? What if we made the decision to say, you know what, enough is enough. We are choosing to do something different. We are choosing to break through this conflict and we will do so purposefully and with integrity and withholding. We will join together and we will have discussions. We will have forums. We will have opportunities to hold space, to say what there needs to be said, no matter how painful it is, express our beliefs about each other, 
no matter how absurd we imagine them to be, express what we feel have been grievances towards our people, express that in community, express that in the coming together of communities, really giving space for all of that to be aired, having some sort of mediator that can be either neutral from an outside party or moderators from within those communities that can hold space and still maintain that place of witness and a neutral party. But really setting the intention to sit together and say, look, we have had these historical conflicts. We've had these historical challenges and problems. And we recognize that. We're not trying to bypass it. We're not trying to sweep it under the rug. We're not trying to make everything seem as if it's just kumbaya. We know the conflict has been there and potentially is there. And we are making the decision to say no more. For communities to come together and stand up for each other. To recognize the atrocities and the subjugations that are happening with specific communities and saying, no, that's wrong. We are here to stand with you, especially if those communities have experienced or are experiencing similar things. You know, we can get so caught up in this idea of, well, these are my people, and so I'm going to stand with only my people. And yeah, I get that that thing is happening to you, but that's not my problem because you are not my people. And on the one hand, I understand that, Because the idea is that, well, fix your own house before you attempt to fix someone else's house or help them fix their house. You know, you have that perspective of save yourself, make sure you're good before you save someone else. And I understand that, you know, the idea for me, if I look at it from a different perspective is ground in your own healing, ground in chipping away at whatever there is for you. Because if you're coming from a place where you're not grounded, if you're coming from a place where you're not healed, then... How are you able to help someone else heal? You're likely going to be in a position to just ping pong against their own trauma with your own trauma. So I understand that. And I also see that there is something to be said about making the decision to heal together, to bring your differing perspectives into a situation, into specific communities, into circles and saying, look, even though we on the surface on the exterior have these differences and come from different lineages, we've experienced the same thing. We are experiencing the same thing. So how can we pool our resources together, pool our human capital together, pool all of the things that we can energetically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally together and heal together? You know, I see that there's room for all of the different ways of healing And it might be necessary for some individuals to do the healing in their own communities, first and foremost. And I just also see that there's the opportunity for other segments of those communities to work together with other communities and say, look, let's do this together. You know, are there ways we can heal together that acknowledge our individual group experiences that make sure we're not overlooking things, that we're not bypassing things, that we're not minimizing things, but we are actually honoring the experiences of everyone, but doing so with each other, witnessing each other so that we actually experience even more, more deep healing. 
you know, really sitting with a lot of the recent attacks. And I mean, it's it's recent, but it's been happening. We just have a spotlight on it in different ways. But looking at the attacks on Asian Americans, Asian American elders, but not just elders, people across the board, anti-Asian sentiment, anti-Oceana sentiment, anti-Pacific Islander sentiment, the individuals within and across those diasporas has existed for so long. And it's so interesting to consider the idea of the model minority myth that has been projected onto them. And, you know, the idea of their proximity to whiteness on the one hand, but then the treatment of them as foreigners still, no matter what generation they are here in the U.S., you know, there's so many contradictory experiences that different groups have. And looking at their experiences, looking at the experiences of African Americans, of Black people, of people of the African diaspora, whatever names we want to use, and even the naming of groups is a whole nother topic of discussion, not for this episode, but maybe one in the future. But looking at their experiences, our experiences, looking at a lot of what came to the surface last year for people who were not aware, people who were willfully and intentionally ignorant. Again, police brutality, anti-blackness, white supremacy, that that's nothing new. <laughs> it is nothing new. It just had a slightly different spotlight focused on it for, again, people who don't have those experiences, who were never really aware of those experiences, who chose not to see those experiences. You know, looking at the, quote, Black experience, looking at the Asian experience, looking at these specific groups and having a conversation with a friend of mine, a sister of mine, Camelia Dowling, we spoke about a few different things that were just on our minds as far as the collective experiences of these, these diasporas and to what degree we can join forces to really look at the oppression of each other to look at the experiences of each other in this world where patriarchy, where white supremacy, where ableism, where all these different isms and archies have existed, in what ways can we hold space for and help assist in the healing of each other? In what ways have our specific diasporas contributed to the negation of each other? In what ways have we stood up for each other or not stood up for each other? How has it been acknowledged? How has it not been seen? In what ways can we do differently? In what ways can we do more? What are the different things that we can do across diasporas, across groups, across communities, knowing that at the end of the day, our, our work is the same in that we are saying that we are here, we exist, we are valuable, we are worthy. We are not your ideas of us. We are not the characters in the script of your mind that says that we don't get to be here. We're here, period. If we, 
if we didn't get to be here, we wouldn't be here. And that's the interesting thing about <laughs> humanity. We question existence. You know, to me, when I'm looking at it from a specific, energetic, spiritual, existential perspective, we exist. Yet, in negating any person's existence in light of superficial characteristics, which, you know, paradoxically, they're superficial on the one hand, in the sense that that's, you know, we see what we see, we have the ideas that we make about what we see. And what we see is based on the expression of genes, based on geographical location, based on the diet of lineages, (laughs) based on how the environment affected people over hundreds and thousands of years. So we we make decisions to negate each other based on the ideas we've created about how someone looks, about what their body structure is, about what their specific features are that have nothing to do with their inherent value, have nothing to do with with the fact that, again, existence said they could be here because they are here. We are here. If you weren't valuable, you wouldn't be here. Like, that's that's the interesting thing about humanity. Again, we like to argue with existence. And rather than actually being in awe about the variety of our human family, about the beauty that exists, it's so, <laughs> it's so frustrating, actually. It is really frustrating, and I have to work myself to not sit in a place of frustration, and I have to work to not give up on humanity, on us, and really see that we are just in need of healing. We are in need of remembering who we are. But it's, you know, my I look forward to the day when we can see the beauty in everything, not because it has been decided what is beautiful versus what is not beautiful, but because everything is beautiful because it's here. You know, it reminds me of a story about Oshun from the Afro-Cuban perspective, the Lukumi perspective, I believe, where God, or Olodumare, as God is referred to, or one of the names of God is referred to in the Yoruba language, Olodumari gave all of the other Orisha, the deities within the Yoruba system, pumpkins and squash as gifts. And the Orisha just looked at them, and because these objects were, in their minds, oddly shaped, which meant they were ugly, they didn't really appreciate these gifts, and they threw them into the river. They discarded them, these gifts from God. And so Oshun comes walking along the river, and she sees all of these pumpkin and squash, and she's confused and says, oh, wow, what's going on here? And one of the Orisha answers, well, these are just these ugly gifts that God had given us. And she was in such shock. How could you call anything that God gave you ugly? She, <laughs> and she decided, you know what? I'm going to pick up all of these pumpkin and squash. I'm going to take them. And she did. She picked them all up 
and took them to her secret place where she was just fawning over them. And she was just so excited about these gifts that had been given by God. And she decided to cut one of the squash or pumpkin open and saw that there was gold inside. And she cut another and there was gold inside that one. And soon she realized there was gold in all of them. And that is why in that tradition, she is referred to as the owner of the gold, the idea of the gold within us. We are all valuable and worthy on the inside and the outside. We are beautiful because we are here. We are gifts from God, from source, from spirit, from the universe, the multiverse. Your presence on this earth is a gift. So for any one of us to imagine that someone else, some other group, doesn't get to be here, that is contrary to life because life says, no, they're here. The fact that they're here means they get to be here. So if we can all sit in that place as individuals and as groups in particular, because again, you have more individuals coming together so that that group consciousness, that group thought creates a powerful entity. If we can collectively say, okay, I get to be here just as much as you get to be here. You get to be here just as much as I get to be here. Having that specific stance, first and foremost, no matter what your historical experiences have been with those groups, I think is really powerful. And then taking it a step further and say, okay, I know that, or we know that as a group, we've had this specific idea or actual experience with this other group in the past or presently, And not that we are saying that what happened was okay. Not that we're saying that we excuse the atrocities, we excuse the subjugation, but we recognize that what is most needed is healing. And let us hold space for healing. And again, there are situations where specific groups may be so far entrenched within their own personal history, their own trauma, their own inability to see things that Perhaps they just need to work on their healing specifically before they engage in healing across groups. You know, I can definitely see that perspective. And those groups who are able to really sit in the place of having done and continuing to do their own work and taking it another step and saying, okay, now let's heal with others. Even if those others are groups that we've had contention with, But let's heal because that is the next layer to really witness each other and to really recapitulate our histories, really recapitulate the experiences that we've had together against each other, whatever that looks like. Let's do that. And let's really create a powerful vortex for us to heal our collective trauma. I think that, I don't know, there seems to be something really powerful in that something very, very powerful in that. So I encourage you to consider your own communities that you're part of, whatever that community is, whether it's based on your lineage, whether it's based on some other aspect or identity that you've chosen or that others perceive of you, whatever that may be, you decide what that is. But what communities do you belong to? What communities have you experienced negativity from what communities have any aspect of your lineages been in conflict with and see if there is an opportunity 
to come together with the individuals from those communities to say, okay, you know what? As challenging as we imagine this will be, as much as will come up for us in any type of group setting, but let's make an effort to heal. Let's make an effort to hold space for each other. Can we heal together? I know it could be really challenging. It likely will be really challenging. And the interesting thing is that when you do the work to get through things that are challenging or that we've held to be really challenging, making a commitment to do that work really propels you into a place of positivity more than you ever would even know. You know, those who are willing to make the biggest sacrifices. And to me, the thing that is sacrificed is any one of our individual or collective egos. The collective egos holding on to the pain and the hurt and the trauma that we've experienced at the hands of other groups. Holding on to that, not moving on from that place, whether in your own individual work or doing collective work, that is to me what will prevent all of us from really elevating. And it requires those individuals that are brave enough to not be fragile, that are brave enough to listen, that are brave enough to have empathy, that are brave enough to have compassion, that are brave enough to say, I was wrong. My ancestors were wrong. What they did was not right. What they did was negation. What they did was violation. What they did was to enact trauma. And that's not okay. And what I'm here to do is to do my part in breaking through the trauma, to stopping behavior, to stopping the world, to make a commitment to not perpetuate that, and holding you in your healing, and holding myself in my healing. You know, the thing about groups that perpetuate violence, perpetuate trauma, that victimize, that oppress, they are victimizing and oppressing themselves. And not even to put things on a hierarchy of, you know, how oppressed any group is, but looking at the condition and the situation of those individuals that have been the oppressors, I'd venture to say that the level of healing that they require is something that has not fully been tapped into because you have the fact that, okay, we're all one. We're all reflections of each other. When you harm someone, you are harming yourself. So you are harming yourself by harming others. And then you're doing additional layers of harm to yourself by being in denial, by imagining that you are in a better position, that you are superior. Like you keep inflicting harm upon yourself and other individuals with your mindset. So to me, the oppressors, the colonizers, the individuals that are supposedly at the top, at the expense of everyone else they've placed at the bottom or they imagine to be at the bottom, like your level of healing that you need is on a whole other is on a whole other scale. For real in my perspective. So you absolutely need healing. And in those situations, again, it might be that you have to really sit with your own healing as individual groups. If you haven't 
already begun doing the work to heal. So that is your work as a collective. And once you have begun and have had a solid practice of doing it on your own, then really coming together with other groups to heal is powerful. And for those other groups that have a history of doing the work to really break through and dissolve and heal from their trauma, to me, it's like, let's get together. Because, you know, the first few layers of our healing was us doing it and doing it ourselves. And another layer of that is us doing it together to witness each other and help each other heal and to help each other heal anything that is between us that we need to heal. So consider groups, the groups that you're a part of, the groups that you are not a part of, where something comes up for you when you consider that group, or something comes up when you consider the ancestors of that group and how they interacted with your ancestors, and look to see if there is anything that can be done with any willing participants to create a bridge of healing, to create shared experiences that allow you to reflect with each other, that allow you to hold space with each other in ways that are safe, in ways that will honor each other, in ways that will give each other the ability to say what there is, to reflect, to be mirrors, to support each other. And my friend Camelia Dowling and I will be doing an event called Bridges of Healing, Rediscovering Kinship Across African, Pacific Islander, and Asian Diasporas. And it'll be a time for contextualizing the events that have been happening with the Asian American community, with the African American community, not just now, but over generations and having a forum for community discussion and also to experience some energy healing. And it's one event on Tuesday, April 27th, my birthday. And I'll put the information in the episode notes. And we hope that it will inspire people to have their own events, have their own conversations across communities, within their communities, but across communities to see how can we support each other How can we break through whatever conflicts we've been having with each other? How can we break through any misunderstandings? How can we break through and acknowledge the ways in which we've hurt each other? The ways in which we haven't supported each other and acknowledge the ways in which we have supported each other that have not always been seen. What are things we can do to create bridges between us to remind ourselves that We were never separate in the first place. That was just an illusion that we created. Humanity created the illusion of separation based on so many different things. And again, it's a paradox because we are different. We are separate, but we are not different and we are not separate. Before I do the closing acknowledgements and prayer, I thought about a poem by Maya Angelou, Human Family, that I will read. It came to mind as I was thinking about this episode. I note the obvious differences in the human family. Some of us are serious, some thrive on comedy. Some declare their lives are lived as true profundity. 
and others claim they really live the real reality. The variety of our skin tones can confuse, bemuse, delight. Brown and pink and beige and purple, tan and blue and white. I've sailed upon the seven seas and stopped in every land. I've seen the wonders of the world, not yet one common man. I know 10,000 women called Jane and Mary Jane, but I've not seen any two who really were the same. Mirror twins are different, although their features jibe. And lovers think quite different thoughts while lying side by side. We love and lose in China, we weep on England's moors, and laugh and moan in Guinea, and thrive on Spanish shores. We seek success in Finland, are born and die in Maine. In minor ways we differ, in major we're the same. I note the obvious differences between each sort and type, but we are more alike, my friends, than we are unalike. We are more alike, my friends, than we are unalike. We are more alike, my friends, than we are unalike. Hmm, wow. Again, that was Human Family by the ancestor, Dr. Maya Angelou. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Dr. Angelou, for those reminders, for that message. Thank you to all of our ancestors for everything that was experienced individually, collectively. Whatever atrocities, whatever challenges that you went through in and of yourselves and at the hands of others, we ask that we transform them through our experiences and our choices and that we pave the way for unity, for peace, for appreciation that is felt within our future generations with each other. I thank the directions, the elements and elementals. I thank the beings in the plant, mineral and animal kingdoms. I thank everything on earth, everything outside of earth. I thank my spirit for choosing to be part of this family, this family of humanity, this family of earth beings, this family of the universe, the multiverse, everything. May we see ourselves as family. May we appreciate each other as family. May we love each other. May we see ourselves in each other. Ashe. You've been listening to O's Corner with your host, Onyi. Want to know more about Onyi? Log on to onyi.love. That's O-N-Y-I dot love. Thanks for listening.